welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. All right, what's up, guys? We're here for episode 19 of our podcast. God damn. I know. Did you ever think we'd make it this far? I, yeah, no, but... No. Well, after, after very early on I did, but at that first initial recording, I, I had my doubts. Was this the, the recording in the before times before I showed up? Yeah. Or Okay, the, the recording that shall not be named. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, test recording. <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, episode right. zero. Uh, yeah, right. that's recording. That was a we got a do over for that one, right? That was a do over. Yeah, yeah. About like five months. Yeah. So what we've been going for like five months now? Is that right? Yeah, July. July. I I just okay. feel like time has stopped mattering in this current environmental. Yeah. We're, we're in the darkest timeline where time doesn't matter. And, it's uh, all made up. It's all made up, and for some reason, GW just keeps on like inflicting us with cool new things. <laughs> you know, so, like, they're just like, hey, darkest timeline. They just like dump all this we, shit. We feel bad for you, so here you go. Yeah. It's not the darkest timeline for GW shareholders. No, no, it's no, not. no, so. no, it's not. <laughs> I keep talking about doing that, but I haven't yet. So, yeah. Matt. Well, you know, it's a good business to be in, apparently. GW is gold right now. For sure. So, yeah, we can kind of... That's That brings us into our news segment. News. So, we got a lot going on in the news. GW just decided that they were going to spam everybody all uh, the time for every reason that they possibly You could. like new releases for your game? Well, guess what? Your game's getting something. Guess even what, blood, motherfucker? Blood, guess what? Even Blood Bowl. Let's go. Even Blood Bowl. We're doing it. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't help that it's also been like three weeks since we recorded as a group, too. Yeah, so, I mean, with the yeah. Hutchinson interview yeah. last week. Great episode, yeah. too, by the way, Mike. Oh, Good yeah. job. The, the the king of car crash games himself. If you uh, didn't listen to the last episode, you probably should. It's pretty good. But, uh, yeah. So, um, that kind of leads us into our first segment, which is like... So, they just released the teasers for the Death Watch and Space Wolves rules. And people are losing their collective minds over the Death Watch, which is kind of a little bit premature, I think. Um, yeah, it's always interesting to see these big reactions to reviews for the books like because there's so much missing like someone freaks out because oh this one rule gets spoiled but without having the full data sheets right and uh, what i'm thinking of is actually another preview we're going to talk about i'm sure whenever we get to the forge world stuff but right you see yep. one rules leak and without seeing the whole data sheet and how the points have been adjusted that may be an amazing rules tweak or that may just be kindling on the fire that is the rest of your miniatures collection because they just broke your army you don't know yeah you know and it's funny i think we talk about this every time we cover a new gw release because you can go to you know the warhammer community page on facebook and click on that comment section because you're a sadist i mean a masochist like me and you want to read that garbage and there's invariably someone in there that's just, oh op you know this is gonna break the game and it's like dude you have a paragraph of text out of right. literally well, dozens of pages it's, of it's, rules context I've that you're missing. Feel, I always feel like it's Schrodinger's comments where it's simultaneously <laughs> OP and ruining the army that it's they're updating at the same time. You know what it is, though? I think it's a brilliant sales tactic. You want to know why? Because somebody who's maybe not interested or, like, who has maybe a Space Wolves army but they don't play it or somebody who has a Death Watch army, like, they don't they didn't want to go look at it and like they didn't know it was there and then they see some fucking nerd just like losing their mind on a community page and they're like oh shit i better go read this apparently it's like pretty big but then i actually read the preview and i'm like this isn't as bad as everybody's making it out to be 
Like, there's some interesting stuff in there. I think it's cool that Death Watch can, like, flip the Doctrine around. Like, you can elect to have Devastator in whichever battle round you want. Yeah. But you can only do it one time. So it's like, I'm going to put Devastator in round three. Cool, man. But, like, you still have to figure out what you're going to do during turn one. Man, fucking Devastator Doctrine in round three would be very problematic for most armies, yeah, honestly. It yeah, it would. <laughs> because that late in the game, like, that's that's going to cause issues. And everybody's, But everybody's freaking out about it, but it's like, yeah... It's fine, but think think about the point cost for every tactical and, and primaris marine in the Death Watch. Like, it, you get like three or four kill teams in a two thousand point game. It's like you yeah. don't have a lot of bodies. Yeah, you're, that's the elite star. That's the elite space marine army, right? Yeah, that's, they're that's supposed their to be the best of the best of the best. Not the Green Knights, though, who are also the best of the best of the oh. best, but different. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Very excited, but have absolutely no idea why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Men in back, Men in black that, reference. Best of the best of the best of the best. Sir. Sir. <laughs> With honors. <laughs> I think he says that. He God damn it, he now does. i got to watch it. That's fine. That's My wife works movie. until 11 tonight. I have time. So. <laughs> it's not like you're going to be handing out candy or anything. Hell no, I'm not, man. Because it is Halloween wanna... today. Yes. We are recording on the spookiest of days. It's the spookiest of days. And it's a blue moon tonight, so... I have somewhere to be. I gotta go to a blood sacrifice later. Hell yeah, man! Fuck, dude, I'm missing out on blood sacrifices it's for com- the year. It's a company what? thing. It's, oh, the co- it's my okay. boss's blood sacrifice. <laughs> it's a secret Illuminati that runs his job. <laughs> yeah, gotta... I have to go do it. It's very political. If I don't go, they're gonna be like, "Why did you miss this one?" And I'm gonna be like, "I my kid got sick," and they're gonna be like, "Well, that can be fixed." You know, by like this simple. If you had come to the blood cultist, sacrifice, yeah, you we would have been that. able to do it. Like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, um, but yeah, so you know, and then Space Wolves, which uh, none of us here care about. Moving on, um, hey, fuck you, Dan, yeah, except for Dan, <laughs> we can make fun of him a little bit, but he's probably excited about it. <laughs> so, so Dan has actually pointed out to me that we have a fuck you and text me when you get this moment in uh, pretty okay. much every episode. <laughs> so, for Dan, well, I have a different fuck you, Dan episode, and it was because I was like, oh yeah let's get a game in and he was like oh i can't that oh. day i'm busy and then zach <laughs> showed up i'm playing with me. george and then zach showed up like he zach shows up he's like i'm playing with dan in like an hour and i'm like what the fuck yeah, like dan just even... lost it in the middle of our game he's like dan what and then dan was like oh i didn't know like somebody else canceled <laughs> on me so i'm like you know what dan you know what you are out of the Ted Corsairs. i was thinking about inviting you but now you're not you're, you're just not you're not ever going to be a member um I don't know. I think we should include him. No. Okay. <laughs> so George I mean, Corum, go. <laughs> Decide, George. Decide. Do you want to live with your mother or your father? Decide. <laughs> For the rest of your life, you can't go back. You can't take the choice. Um, no two Christmases. So yeah, and then we saw the separate kits for Gaz and Ragnar, but. Uh... Yeah, and here's my comment. Cool. I'm still waiting on fucking Oblitz from shadow sphere to be yeah, broken out into their own kid or like, like the master of possession yeah i will yeah say- I, so, I mean and it's funny too because so many you know looking at the chaos you know the competitive chaos side of things because that's the only thing i can think about apparently but like the master of possessions and oblitz are such a huge part of like a lot of competitive lists like i, I know that that's not you know everything the gw does but damn like i feel like they're missing out on sales by not having those well, kids available and, and you just hit on a key part they're on so many lists like an orc player is going to buy one of his character. Yeah. The the, the space wolf players are going to buy one of their character. Uh, yo, a chaos player is going to probably buy several kits of oblets. Like, why? And I found, and this is a conspiracy theory type thing I ran into online, and I'm the more I think about it, I can't shake the idea that it maybe it's true. 
and that's the idea that um, so if this seemed like a very quick turnaround for characters coming out of their big army box, especially considering when you compare it to the Age of Sigmar characters that were missing for almost a year before they were released individually. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that maybe Saga of the Beast, did the, the box set that they, those guys were originally in didn't sell as well, and they rushed the production on the packaging to get these guys out to recoup some of that cost. Well, it seems like they really tailored all those releases into ninth. Like, they were, yeah. they were like, check out Saga of the Beast. Like, everything's getting a new model. Still don't have a Death Watch new model, though, so I'm just going to put that out there. But, I mean, every, every... You guys have the entire fucking Primaris line, dude. Well, <laughs> I, I, they just gave us that in ninth edition, though. They didn't give he, it to... He was talking about during Psychic Awakening. During Psychic Awakening, oh, we got a White yeah. Dwarf Index. So, I mean, you know, it, it's pretty cool. Um, they do need to. They need. They need to make a master possession kit too. A lot of people yeah, need. Yeah, master that's what possession. we were saying. Yeah, I I have like six masters of possession in I, my I, collection I, that I, I've had to just wheel and deal for. I right. feel like Zach actually stole them. Like he broke into other chaos players' houses. Like he's out of Mission Impossible. Yeah, um, man. Well, the that's, other like that's six the, that live in Jacksonville. That's that's the beauty there's of playing six? chaos. Probably. I, I feel like there's more, but I might be thinking of Space Wolf players. That's goddamn. We do have a lot of Space Wolf players. I mean, it doesn't help that we all play Dan like once a month. So, hi Dan. <laughs> Again, <laughs> this is the Dan episode, <laughs> the Dan podcast. Thank you for joining. I'm Dan. With I'm, my co-host. I'm your co-host Dan. Dan. <laughs> And I'm your third host, Dan. All right. So uh, <laughs> moving on to probably some of the biggest, uh, you know, if you have money, you win the game evidence, which is Forge World. Uh, the new Forge World index drops and the previews for that. Uh, wasn't there a guy in one of the Warhammer groups that, like, went on this big, long tirade about, you took away Death Corpse of Krieg, and yeah, now you don't have I've this and that. And, and now my, I can't play it, and then... Some I think Zach was like, "Look, dude, calm down. We don't even know what's going on yet." Yeah, and they got I mean, like, like super mad at him about it, and then like the the preview drops, and it's like, "Oh, look, whole new rules." Yeah, there, so. were, there was a, and it wasn't just in some of the local groups. I definitely saw it in some of like the bigger forums where people were kind of assuming that they that the Death Corps was getting pushed into legend status and that they weren't going to update the regi- like give them regimental rules. So, so yeah, I, I think that was the assumption that the full army was about to go like legend and just be gone forever. Now, I I don't know the specifics cuz I'm not a deathcore player and so I haven't really looked into it, but I do know that they lost a few right. units to legends cuz they're not in the compendium apparently. But I I feel like there's been a, a pretty significant amount of outrage over an army that I've seen on the tabletop exactly once in the four years that I've been playing in Jacksonville. And I understand that that's experiential, you know, that from one person, like, and is by no means, you know, scientific data across the spectrum of 40K players, but it's a really small army that is cool. And I know people like it, but like, where were all these Death Corps players fucking last week? I mean... (laughs) Playing Space Marines. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. they're playing Space Marines. I've always loved Death Corps. I just have to, you know, finish my Imperial Fist models. Let me check my notes real quick. Yep, Death Corps. Yep. Death Corps, yes. <laughs> and the thing is, is that get that list you probably played was probably 3D printed. I mean, I'm just going to throw that No, no, it was, it was a guy named Steve Tremble who lives out in Washington now. Um, and he, they, they were trying to cast. Not trying to cast. So, so they were, you know. Definitely Forge World. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I don't will say. Forge World China. <laughs> I will say, though, that even though you don't see a lot of people playing them, they are a popular in the um, in the mind of the, the player base. Like, they're a well-known... It's not like Elysium Drop Core, where, like, 
you know, if you not if you're not really deep into Warhammer, you probably don't know who the Elysiums are. Elysiums yeah, are, yeah. Even if you're just like on the fringe of 40k like I was whenever I was purely doing fantasy stuff I knew exactly who the death core were yeah because of memes you know yeah. Hans get the shovel <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the shovel memes I mean everybody knows about it we don't need to repeat it here um, so yeah moving on to uh, well, actually, death core Ford, 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 hold on let's, let's back up on hold yeah we went on, we went on this <laughs> huge thing about death core but let's talk about one of the biggest winners of the forge World yeah War. well I don't know about biggest winners but again you know it, I, I put my blinders on when I see new rules and immediately scroll to like what affects me and so that's chaos. The two big losers I think with chaos and I'll also say I didn't really look into demons, but I can only imagine that the big demons got cheaper. Um, the two big losers are Death Guard and Thousand Sons yeah, right sure. now because the way that it's worded is it's only like sub factions within Codex Chaos Space Marines that can take Forge World units. So that means Death Guard and Thousand Suns, which are different codexes, cannot use those models. Which, like, I mean, I it's not like it's not a faction break for either of them. It just takes more tools away. Right. It, it sucks for Death Guard because, like, especially in a competitive sense, because of the grenade trick, um, which you know I won't go into details with. But you can make your Plague Marines all throw like super killy grenades. That relied heavily on the Terax, um, the drill. And now they don't have access to so that. So my one question, and this is just me kind of uh, thinking about some possible things, because I know, for example, uh, whenever the 8th edition Admech uh, codex dropped, they did some weird things with including units. Is it possible that maybe we are going to see some of these models referenced directly in the Death Guard codex that we're about to see? Yeah, it, it's fully, you know, it, it it's fully possible that that'll happen. And, and you know, I'll admit, I, I literally just said it, but even saying that they're the big losers is possibly just me being reactionary to well, it. Because we've had the leaks, you know, for like less than 24 hours now, and we don't have the context of what does their codex include. Yeah, but we, we'll, do, we do know in the interim, because they haven't announced a Thousand Suns or a Chaos Space Marines codex release date yet. We do know that in the interim, these are the rules that Forge World models are going to have. Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say, even if they are in the Death Guard, it's at least a month or the competitive yeah. players that they don't have access to that stuff that they've used to having. Well, it could also be that the it's going to be like the Death Watch Space Wolves thing where they're just going to have a supplement off the Chaos Space Marines. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I would like to see that. In fact, I think whenever we were first talking about 9th Edition, I, I floated that idea. But considering that Death Guard is getting their own codex, we've, that's a that's Have they big said component. that? Has that yeah, that's because... Death that's, Guard is one of the confirmed codexes that's uh, coming out. Yeah, yeah they're, I think they're so. coming, And they're coming out in... I don't know. December. Something like I'm gonna buy it. So, cool. Yeah. Well, um, nope, we got other stuff though. Yeah. I so get... the new Necromunda nope, Doctor. Nope. Go back. Ah. Go we're... back. We're still on Forge World. Are we on? Forge <laughs> yeah, World? we're still on Forge well, World. Technically, technically, um, Necromunda's Forge World. Whoa, yeah, got him. Yeah. Uh, fucking technically, technically right, so what else, piece what else of shit. All right. Really quickly, Thousand Suns isn't a huge nerf to losing that step because they still have all their tricks. It's just they're not quite as stupid as they were before. Like you can't take cult of duplicity like contemptors and yeet them up the fucking field they still have all their like movement tricks and stuff so they're still in the game it's just it feels like thousand suns are having kind of a rough time in ninth edition right now yeah to me at least um then my my big favorite change that i found out about this morning thank you to the goonhammer article that pointed this out because they got the leaks um fucking uh, Dreadclaw, Hellforge Dreadclaw Drop Pods, which are the Chaos version of Drop Pods, 
those now have drop pod assault. So Chaos can now bring things in for T1 deep strikes, which I am big excited about. And then also one of my my favorite models, uh, Corn Blood Slaughterers, who have the dumbest name in the fucking game, possibly. Um, They did get better, too. A little bit more lethal, and they don't degrade, which is nice, because they got moved from T10. I mean, nine wounds to... um, God damn it, ten wounds to nine wounds. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Go for it, Will. <laughs> uh, actually, I did like, too, that when I was reading, the, the Void Shields actually got improved a lot. Mm, so yeah. now the wording's not as, like, crazy. It's just it has a couple Void Shields, and when you hit the, the damage cap for it, so, like... Yeah, for the Astraeus. The Astraeus, yeah. and then some of the, like, larger knights have these Void Shields that, like, if I shoot you with a six-damage cannon, the, the three-wound Void Shield dissipates, but, like, none of that damage yeah, goes it's through. Yeah, like, it's like... Void Shields are, like, supplementary wounds now that will regenerate unless you kill it in right. a turn yeah um it's almost like the uh the archon invis or the uh what's the other one the quantum shield for the necrons it's kind of the same way where you quantum have to, shielding, yeah, yeah you have to do a certain amount but yeah <clears throat> so that's pretty cool the new necromunda doctor let's talk about that yeah, sexy man. model for a second that is i so i have no interest in putting a doctor in my kill in my uh my gang but that is a nice model. That like, is nice. I, I think that's like exactly what I put down. Like I, I'm probably not gonna play Necromunda, but that's a cool model. I know. I keep man. If you want to make more days in the week, specifically in my weekend, then I will. Oh, I've, yeah. I've been I've been a long proponent of the five day weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. I yeah. Five day weekend in 2020. Your vote I mean, counts. I, just, <laughs> I feel like we were lied to because when we were the kids, we used to watch the Jetsons growing up, and like George Jetson would like complain because he had to work for like two hours that day, and he goes home, and he complains. He's like, Mr. Spacely made me work almost two hours today, and Jane's like, yeah, he always abuses you, and it's like we're sitting here working like 60-hour work weeks in the middle of Hell World 2020. and It's weird because I work more hours in the week, but I don't feel like it. Yeah. So... Um, okay, this is cool. the work from home podcast with Dan, Dan, and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> we got HR Dan, and then we got project manager Dan, and then we got engineer Dan. Um, so I know who get, everyone is in that. <laughs> um, so moving on to the uh, to the Sigmar side of the news for GW, Broken Realms is releasing. Mm-hmm. Broken Realms is going to be very interesting. I don't. Did you look at some of the? Uh, the rules previews they kind of hinted at the main one that stood out to me is the fact that Morathi will able to have both of her forms on the battlefield at one time with a oh I didn't so, catch that yeah if so on the actual announcement they had a they did a so I think they did this for Psychic Awakening but I wasn't paying that much attention when they did it they did a they have a separate Broken Realms website and they have all the sub factions that are going to be in the first book and for Marathi, they specifically call out that her there's going to be an upgrade, updated battle scroll for her that lets you have her mortal form and her godlike snake form on the field at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be uh, there's two new cities of Sigmar. There's more stuff. There's uh, more stuff for a specific um, uh, group of Stormcast. I can't remember which one it is though. Like another uh, vault or whatever. Not, not, a, not a full vault, um, but it's like a specific one of the uh, order. The, uh, yeah. they're the sub factions that you could pick okay. from. I just yeah. can't think of their name right now. It's, it, yeah, they have like the like Heldenhammer. And like yeah, the, yeah, and all those other um, that nobody cares about because <clears throat> they're Stormcast. They're yeah, basically they're, the Space Marines. I've never seen Stormcast on the table. I like, used to have an army. 
I, yeah, I still I, have my army and some of my favorite models like that I feel like I've turned out really well for Age of Sigmar are in that army, but I never play them because they are the least fun to play out of the four yeah, armies Yeah, they're, they're just like Space Marines in 40k. They, they look like more boring Space Marines. No, they're 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 just Space Marines in 40 in Sigmar. Oh, neat. Like, yeah. So they even have Deep Strike where they get a lightning strike and then they show up on the ground. Sweet. That's their Deep Strike instead of sitting in a. Does the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin play when it, they do it that? It should. It should. That would be cool. Get on that, DW. Buy those rights. Um, Every model. That's the so yeah, it, it might be cool because some of the armies that people aren't playing because like Zinch coming out and then getting that you know that well, supplement. And so then, this is gonna. This book is specifically gonna update uh, the Daughters of Cain, which well, right, one which of the older battle, battle tones. People don't play. Ideneth Deepkin has people don't play one that of either. The oldest battle tones, uh, if not the oldest. Um, Cities of Sigmar. Eh. I thought they like just got. Their they did, stuff. but mainly with this, with the Cities of Sigmar stuff, does is giving them two new city options, which basically gives them some expanded troop choices. I imagine what it's going to do is tie it more, give basically give a um, Daughters of Cain aligned city for for you to play, so you could probably bring in some of your Daughters of Cain troops because that's um, one of the things City of Sigmar does is it lets you pull in. They're like the big strong, soup faction. Yeah, they, right? well, each, yeah. the sub factions basically let you be like. You, you do your city's army, and then you can bring in a specific uh, other yeah. army in as an ally more easily. So, like, there's some cities that can do it with the Stormcast, some can do it with the, the KO, some can do it with the Sylvaneth. I'm imagining one of these cities that can let you do it with the Daughters of Cain. Yeah, That's it's basically cool. like this, the cities is for all the models that it's got all the squad. Old, yeah, <laughs> all the Bretonians. Yeah, like the Bretonians. Didn't it start stuff. riding around on Terrorgeists. So, yeah, people. that's pretty cool maybe they'll do some updates that are actually make some armies that are sitting on people's shelves more playable but that usually means that just like in psychic awakening probably third edition is coming out pretty yeah. soon mm-hmm. oh yeah um yeah which i'm looking forward to whatever new stormcast chamber we get let me tell you yeah i'm, I'm on my edge of my seat for that one uh <laughs> okay they're, just gonna, yeah. they're, they're, just gonna, they're literally just gonna port over a lad raider and let stormcast take the <laughs> They're getting a new repulsor land raider that flies repulsor. because of um, be, because got, of lightning. It's got a big lightning pad. Fuck you, model. lightning! Shut up. <laughs> Buy this model. And then everybody's gonna be like, "Why did the storm guys get there?" And they're like, "What are you jealous? Look at this salt. Look at this salt. That chaos player's salt." Um, cool. So that's uh, pretty much it for news. I mean, we kind of the price. We got a price uh, for the Warhammer. Uh, the Warcry box. The Warcry I was going to say, we, we do have something to talk about still that I'm still kind of... I'm, it, I've had a very interesting week since they revealed what that price was going to be when the pre-orders went live. Because at first I was... I mean, Mike and I exchanged several messages. I was buying that box. Right. I love the look. I was definitive. I was like, I don't care. I'm buying that box. And in my head, it was going to be like the Kill Team box. Like when right. they did the second Kill Team box where it was, it was a little bit cheaper than the first Kill Team box. So in my head, I was like, worst case scenario, the absolute worst that GW could do to me was make it the same cost as the first box. But they're not going to do that. They're surely not going to do that. Uh, I was wrong. It's actually more expensive than the uh, than the initial Warcry box. <laughs> There's no way I'm not getting this box, sees price. There's no way I'm getting this box. <laughs> Honestly, until literally until about yesterday, I did some soul searching and looked at some of the miniatures I have that uh, still need to be built and my painted. limited shelf painted. and painted. painted. The painting goes without saying. Come <laughs> on, it's talking. You know, Mia, it's talking. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things that, as much as I enjoy Warcry, it's not the game I wanted it to be. Hmm. At the end of the day, 
to justify that cost. And even though it's a fun game, it's campaign rules, which is what I want mainly out of like something like Kill Team or Small Skirmish. If the book in that box was basically like, here's a map campaign and a whole bunch of cool new ways to level up your dudes, I'd have, I'd have bit the bullet and bought that because that's what I want out of a skirmish game. Right now, I could save that money, buy some additional terrain, and get up, get some Frostgrave Second Edition going, yep. and be much happier with the experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's and I was I was about to chime in and be like, it "Sounds like you need to play a game we like to call Frostgrave." Frostgrave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it really is like Frostgrave is kind of what Warcry should be striving to be. Uh, yeah, I, I am actually there was a teaser for Kill Team with uh, yeah. in that reveal, and I'm curious so. They should really kind of, and I was thinking about this, and, and I think um, Campbell from uh, Badcast, he was talking about it because they were doing like their "What would you do if you're president of GW?" and he's like, "I would make Kill Team like Necromunda," and I would make, and then you know Dan was like, "Just we're going back to metal, baby, all the way fucking back." <laughs> like, third edition third, rules, third, third edition yeah. models. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Badcast, if you're listening, we love you. Um, but. I am kind of optimistic that maybe they looked at that and they looked at what Warcry was and then they looked at what Kill Team was and then they look at Necromunda and it's like, okay, so let's make Kill Team a little more like Necromunda because it is a gateway to 40k. Like, mm-hmm. Warcry is supposed to be the gateway to Sigmar. And, and what's kind of weird about talking about this is, in my head, Warcry, as far as like building up your model collection, is a great gateway to Age of Sigmar. Right. There is nothing that I buy just for that that is can't be transferred up and usually most of the stuff that's there is battle line it's the stuff that's not that you don't get excited about buying for age of Sigmar. so you buy it for warcry because it's cool in warcry and then you can move it on up and now you've bought right. the boring age of Sigmar models so you can go buy the big cool you know huge general models but and i really really like the the rule engine like the dice the, the way the dice work i'm fine with it not being age of Sigmar. it's just for it to be like all about the story and building up your characters there's no tools to do that and right. they've shown they can do it necromunda is a phenomenal game for it hell even the crusade system for 40k does a better job of letting me expand and tell the story of my own group than warcry does and warcry is the game where that 100 should 100 should be right um yeah and i'm 100 in agreement with you and uh you know well, time will tell I, I tend not to sensationalize these things because there's always these like Everybody always thinks and speculates, and it's always so exhausting to like read about. And we don't need to be that podcast, but well, and you know they could very well just release a book and fix all my problems with one book. Right. All all I want is a good campaign book. Yeah, and actually, I have and, that that Necrons. Um, yeah, yeah, the the Pariah Nexus book. which yeah, we need to play. And I actually looked at that, and I was reading through it the other day, and damn, that thing is cool. Like it's got like hmm. special. Uh, crusade like it's got special agendas it's got all these special stuff where you can actually play out the story of the pariah nexus which is pretty cool it's like they set up um like these these like nexus stones that like are like a noose around the entire like imperium and it's like they're they're planning something nefarious it's pretty cool and so it's, it's kind of a cool story um about that little area oh, and, that, and that goes to show they can do it right, right? and it's just i just yeah, they have um, they have literally like over hundreds of books in this like black library that they could like, they literally have infinite amounts of, of just it's like Marvel movies, man. You can make a Marvel movie about basically anything in the Marvel universe and just keep going with it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't cost very much to do. Um, all right, so non GW work. Uh, I believe you're the one that brought this story about Chris Metzen. Yes. Zach. So he's leaving. I, I have like so little context on this because it's so far outside of what my gaming usually is but yeah i guess uh chris metzen who was 
I think I wrote former big wig at um, Blizzard yep. is splitting off with another couple of guys that have been in the gaming industry and they're making their own, um, I guess, tabletop gaming company called Warchief War, Games. War Chief. Cool name. Love it. Um, yeah, cool. So I, I guess more to come from that. I, I don't well, know if you guys know any more information well, I, about it. I would it. dig around after you, you brought it to my attention and they're, I'm not, it's one of those things where I'm not sure what their business model is yet. Like, because at first it seemed like okay they're making their own game like that was my first thought because yeah, they even have it they even have a thing about upcoming game design like they have a subsection on the website I don't remember the exact title but basically it boils down to we're working on something but then all of their other stuff on the website is apparently a narrative event package that they're selling or putting together I, I that was a little unclear and it's for 40k and that's what what makes it the whole huh. business venture seem very weird to me yeah is that are is the 40k stuff just hey we're while we did this while we were tooling around and we're making it free to get our name out while we work on our own game does that mean that their their game is going to be a competitor 40k as far as like the type of ip their genre they're trying to cover like is it going to be a space game or like what is it it's just it's so little to know besides the fact that you know he comes from the company that literally gw shot themselves in the foot by breaking uh you know, not not breaking their contract with, but break, part, severing that partnership because he was Blizzard, and Blizzard went on and took their fork of the uh, fantasy and blew it up into Warcraft, and then you know the sci-fi 40k became Starcraft. Like, so what is this guy doing? He's obviously a fan of 40k. Of, well, of so GW. he was one of the minds. He was one of the minds behind Diablo, mm -hmm. Warcraft, Starcraft. Like he was one of the. He's been there. He was there for 22 years. He left mm -hmm. in 2060. Um, he's writing that the campaign that he wrote is basically it's a Necron overlord that's activating some sort of black stones that are going to either destroy the system or do something crazy with. I didn't see a sh an opportunity for me to buy it. I was looking around the shop because I actually would have bought it so I could go over it before the move. But I think it's like some upcoming event that they're doing. Or maybe it's something where like they're selling a tournament pack. I could see the company being like one of those events organizers. Like they're going to go into the event space and start having tournaments. Because uh, that can be profitable if you do it right. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like if what you guys are saying, if I'm getting it correctly, they're you know focusing in on the narrative. And I mean, shit, most of the major, you know, events for 40k already have like narrative campaigns. So unless they're gonna you know try to like take over, I guess from you know the stuff that Adepticon and Nova and LVO is already doing, then well, I, mean, I don't know. I guess, that, I don't I don't see the path, but. I'm well, sure that, you know, guys that have 22 years experience in the business probably have a good concept of what they're doing. So one thing that I, I literally just occurred to me is what if they're trying to do something like Dungeons and Dragons Adventures League, but for 40K, where it's like an, uh, a large scale narrative campaign that they organize across multiple stores co that's constantly going on. Hmm. That would be if if y'all aren't doing that and y'all hear this podcast, do that please because that sounds cool. I wonder what the legal implications of that are because you're explicitly using someone else's well, IP. If, so. if you there's there's ways to scrub it out. To, they to, they literally say Necron on the website. I'm pretty sure they have a licensing okay. contract yeah. or something like that's pretty easy to. Again, I'm not an IP law, so I don't know. But um, yeah, so um, that's pretty much news that took up a big chunk of our time today. Um, but that's cool. So, yeah, well, a lot of news. So, a lot of good stuff. Gotta go it's home. Not, and, it's not it was good. It's not, yeah. I'm gonna go home and polish off my blood slaughterers. I'm excited. Mike's met them before. Yeah. Did not well, zero I mean, out of ten. Would not I recommend. Love, I, I love. Uh, <laughs> I love everything corn because it's like blood slaughter, blood secrete. 
Blood Tricuter. Blood, blood Tricuter. Blood Thurster. Blood Crusher. Blood Haver. Blood Haver. Blood That's Trigger. not really cool when you think about it. <laughs> like Skull Cannon. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's pretty dope. Um, Demon Ticks, man. Demon Ticks. Sweet. I love it. Blood Letters. Um, so, yeah, going into, let's talk about some uh, some other stuff. Um, let's talk about Games Played. Games Played. So, so, what, it's been three weeks since we recorded yeah. last? All right. Mm-hmm. So Zach probably got like a million games. Yeah, he's in. like, here's my list of 57 games. I've got to, I've got to pull up and see what. Um, so while he's getting prepped, let's talk yeah. about the one game I got to play, which was against <laughs> Good job, <you>, Mike. George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one game too, and it was against George. So um, we basically had what was a an enjoyable, but also one of those games where you, we go went into it knowing it would be t- a little tedious because we were both. It was our first games with the new codexes. We did Space Marines versus Necrons. And playing with a new codex in hand caused something for me that all the stuff I had internalized, even though it didn't change right. because of the recent FAQs. I, I mean, how many times did I reference the Outrider data file or a, a data sheet? And it never changed. Like, I just kept going back because I, I was so afraid I would misremember a number. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it really, it really kind of actually, after I played that game, I came home and I was doing something on Battlescribe and it was like, your subscription to Battlescribe is about to be up for the year. Do you want to renew? And I was like, fuck yes, I want to renew. Like, and I like clicked and I was like, actually the iOS one too, give me that one. So I, I donated to like the other, the $5 a year or whatever to be a donator. Cause I was like, damn, like Battlescribe really does make this whole, the whole thing that we went through like much more manageable. Like being able to print your list, it, that's all the rules in there. It's really awesome. Uh, because yeah, you and I both, I had the Necrons Codex open. You had the Space Marines Codex open. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna shoot those warriors at your Space Marines, and you're. And he was like, okay, what? And I was like, hold on, <laughs> like thumbing, thumbing through the pages, like, yes, it's still the, the weapon skill is still or the ballistic skill is still three plus. It was the last time I looked. I just needed to be sure. And like, I actually missed something with the uh, the Nightbringer where he doesn't get the lookout sir rule. Mm-hmm. So that would have been three 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 wounds you could have inflicted on Cheater. him. Cheater. Yeah, I know, cheated. Oh, that's. Uh, I mean. There, there were just, we all, we both had some little errors like that. I messed up with error with the range on my eradicators at one point. It really didn't matter because I had no line of sight or anything the way I deployed. Yeah. But I tried to, to, to line it up, and then a couple rounds in, I double-checked. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm treating them like they're Hellblasters, and Hellblasters are the one that have the super far range, and these guys just have 24-inch range. Um, but ultimately, I think it was a fun game. It's just it kind of brought home something that we had realized from the GT tournament whenever I play Iron Hands. Iron Hands, two two durable armies against each other, is very tedious. Slap fight, and it's yep. just kind of like I how I killed so many Necrons, mm-hmm. so many Necrons, and they just kept standing back up. You took um, then their ranks, right? I did. Did I you did. max it? Uh, we you we didn't actually. Max it. We, we yeah, I would have. Yeah. I mean, going through like because we talked it out from round three. Yeah, uh, he would have gotten. He would have maxed out. Yeah, in ranks, yeah, it but, was, but it was just one of those things that. The some of the things were really, really kind of worked out kind of cool. I tried to test out something different because the Contemptor Dreadnoughts can now go to nine or now nine wounds, which means Iron Hands can turn them into a character and they still get Lookout Sir, um, mm. which was a thing I wanted to try for the Albany tournament and I couldn't because I realized they had more, they had too many wounds. Mm. Um, I really didn't have a satisfying result this time because that uh, that shard. Uh, that the Nightbringer ran up and, and proceeded to eat my, my Contemptor. But that's okay, because that's the whole reason you test stuff out. 
Yeah, and, and so the Necron list was definitely like looking at that list and then waiting for the, you know, they, they update the battle scry. We kind of went through it again. Uh, that is not a fun list to go up against. It's very frustrating. Uh, I really hope that I get paired against you. <laughs> uh, no, like honestly, like, okay, so context for going back up to Albany next week. Um, Mike and I are for a grand tournament. Um, and to, you're, you're taking your crons, right? Yeah, the crons yeah, are going. And yep. I'm taking the same. Um, well, not the same list, but a version of the World Eaters Emperor's Children list. I think it's meaner, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I really want to play against your list just because I haven't played against Necrons yet. So, Actually, you know, I'm playing against Necrons tomorrow, aren't I? Yeah. There's cool. another Necrons player? In yeah, uh, there's a ton of Necrons players now. Players now yeah, man. they've they, always everybody played. Plays, they, I, they, they everybody plays the Necrons. I'm, just, I'm really glad that I bought that whole army of used Necrons before the popularity. Because I knew, I was like, because as soon as like Castle told me, he's like, dude, I got like a whole Necrons army in the store, you should come and pick it up. I was like, yeah, because as soon as that Codex drops, they're going to make Necrons good, and everybody's going to be like, Necrons all the time. Yeah, so, meta chasing is real. They will run to the new army because their book makes them a little bit better than everybody yeah. else. But yeah, your game kind of, and, and the thing is, is like with the new custom dynasties, like I was able to give my Necrons a pre-game six-inch move, and then every unit had obsec. Yep. So it was just, I just parked scarabs and, and Ooh, spiders, scarabs. Uh, like spiders away from them, and then and then warriors just marched up the front. The the shard just went and like hit your big units, and then the scarabs just kept coming back because the spider was like on a two plus i get to bring back a whole new scarab i will say that the um the changes that they made to some of the stuff that how that basically was a nerf for iron hands may, means that i think the next time i play my space marines i'm gonna run them as a, a successor chapter with the custom traits just to try it out yeah um it, it won't let me do the contemptor character but it'll let me be more melee aggressive which is what i'm trying to do that iron's hand iron hands list and in a lot of ways it's just trying to hammer an army that isn't supposed to fit that way right. into the shape I want. Um, which, yeah. Which, I mean, has worked because people have been caught off guard, but once they realize what I'm doing, it usually levels out. Um, but yeah, no, uh, our, our game was fun. Like I said, it was my basically my tournament list with a few tweaks because of the changes for ninth and your new Necron list that you were running for the army. The Your shard absolutely destroyed a ton of my stuff, including my Iron Father. But ultimately fell at the hands of the uh, was it the Eradicators that shot finally shot the shot him off the board of the so Hellblasters. The Hellblasters did three wounds, and then basically um, something happened, and I don't remember what it was, but he had one wound left, and I killed the the, the Hellblasters, and then consolidated that into the Eradicators, and then with the Eradicators he like hit him with the butt. Oh of, yeah, they, of, they, like, they, his, they barely his hit him. Gun, and it like killed him. Like he just <laughs> that was what finally did him in. But uh, by that point, he had taken out probably, what, close to 1,000 points of your units? Um, yeah, because he had taken out uh, my two main intercessors, my Iron Father, my Contemptor, my Hellblasters. So, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah. that was, if it wasn't 1,000, it was close. It's a, It was basically a targeted nuke. That thing is just basically a targeted nuke that just you pointed at something, and it's going to kill something in its way, uh, especially with its three-wound cap. Yeah. Like that, that, and its ability to ignore... Your feel no pain because it mm -hmm. ignored your feel no pain, mm -hmm. um, and your invulns. It's just basically you had that's, nothing. There's yeah. no defense. Like you're just it, that thing could go up against the knight, and, and and do some serious damage. It's got nine wounds. Nine wounds. Nine okay. wounds. So yeah. you, you you need three shooting phases. psychic fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You could kill it in one turn if yeah. you have a psyker and you roll really well, which I didn't have a psyker. So, yep. um, that being said, 
I think I did pretty well against it, all things considered. I was expecting it to not. I was expecting not to kill it after it took out that contemptor. Right. So. Um, but yeah, that was our game. I think the final score was like seventy-four to forty-five or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like so, it, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, that ob segment, I just couldn't get any of the main objectives. And that was kind of the whole point. That's the whole point of that list, and that's why it's going to the, the yeah, Albany so. tournament because somebody's like that. That list is gonna just basically start running around on people and they're going to realize what it is pretty quick like it's just basically a wall of necrons with some heavy stuff thrown in the mix but tomb spiders are kind of new i don't think anybody unless you know about necrons and you see a spider like you're going to be like i don't know what that spider thing is and then when it starts bringing back scarabs i think people are going to be like oh so is that the tall one right here no actually no. that's the short one the canoptic reanimator but that one's just not worth the points unless it had a Lookout, sir. If it had lookout, sir, I would probably run it. I gotcha. Because it improves improves the reanimation protocol. But yeah, that was the other thing. It had a, a orb of eternity, which mm -hmm. allows you to, uh, if uh, in the next phase, if I've lost any models and I have like two left, I get to roll eighteen dice, and for each successful one, I get to add one to the successful rolls. So basically, at some point, it just becomes ridiculous, and you get your whole unit back or pretty close to it. So it's basically like bringing back a unit for free. All right, so Zach, how many games did you get in? Six. Six games. Six. Which is pretty standard. You get in like two, two to three a week. I get about two a week. Yeah, so we'll run through uh, the non-tournament games. Um, so I played Tucker and Rob, uh, I think, last week. Uh, Tucker was running his Adeptus Mechanicus, um, you know, kind of what you expect with um, with that right now. Um, a lot of Castellans and a lot of Cataphrons. Um, I, I did a really good job of kind of null deploying him so he couldn't do too much in the uh, first turn because he did go first. Um, and then I was able to warp, advance and warp time myself into position with my uh, noise marine blob and deleted his Castellans. And from there on, you know, it's kind of game over. Um, yeah, so ended up beating Tucker. Um, Rob and I played. Rob brought his uh, super awesome monster mash list with... Um, I want to say he's got four greater demons in it. He's got two keepers, one exalted. Uh, everything's exalted too. Two keepers and exalted uh, bloodthirster and the um, unkillable Lord of Change. Um, look that up if you haven't. And if you're playing against it, just don't do anything about it. Ignore it because um, <laughs> you, you like you you can't kill it. It reduces wounds and it's got this weird like. Uh, I, I don't think it's a invuln, but like a feel no pain mechanic where when it heals a wound from that, it gets another roll. And on like a four up, it or no, it's an invuln that when it like stops a wound on a four up after that, it heals a wound from it or something like that. It's what? real, it's really fucking stupid. There, I'm sure that there is a nerf inbound on that bad boy, unless you well, know GW's doing what they usually do and not paying attention. Detective. Now I regret selling him that bloodthirster because that's my bloodthirster he's playing with. I killed I, it turn two. Cool. So, yeah. All right, but yeah, but I still regret selling it to, to enable that kind of dickery. But, yeah, um, no, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I, he told me I was a dick for having 20 noise marines, but he had four kind of greater demons. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, buddy. Um, no, uh, Rob's a good dude. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that was a good game. That was a little bit uh, closer, but I ended up edging it out over him. And then uh, I played uh, Dan once again with Space Wolves and handed Dan an L. Um, you I, deserve it, Dan. Yeah, fuck you on the Dan cast. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, before all that, though, um, 
I think it was uh, the week after we recorded last time. We did have the uh, thousand point tournament. Yeah. At um, we did we did do that. So that does count for my games. Yeah. yeah, those are those are yours too. So we'll go through mine really quickly. Um, I I did <coughs> end up winning the tournament. Um, I took a very stupid skew list. Um, that included a Lord of Shocked. Skulls, and a. Uh, fucking um exalted bloodthirster and the bloodthirster was a goddamn champion the whole time he ran around like the leading units the lord of skulls sucked up a shitload of firepower and i don't think he no no he died in my last game gabe killed him um but yeah so i played against uh julian round one another chaos player sad to uh you know knock another chaos player out of contention but you got to do what you got to do um played hank um after that he had a uh tyranids monster mash list and i'm not exactly sure what his list was supposed to do but his dice like really fucking betrayed him and usually i think that blaming dice for losing is kind of bad but in this case like when you roll like all twos with your high tyrant in combat it's you know it's something you can point at so beat him and then uh played a fellow bro hammer teammate gabe with his seven model um custodes list and uh yeah so ended up beating him nurglings are great at holding objectives when you got other big things that are bigger problems so yeah and uh ended up winning i think a tyranids player came in second that's right i want to say yeah Yeah, so actually uh so yeah i brought drakari those were my games yeah so uh, i brought a thousand points of drakari and i ended up running a uh um Cabal of the Blackheart with uh, two squads of Cabalites and an Archon. And then I ran a Drazar and a Unit of Incubi. Um, and then I had a Homunculus Coven, uh, Prophets of the Flesh with Urian Rickarth and a Homunculus with two squads of Brax and a uh, giant blob of uh, Grotesques. And I did pretty well in my first game. I ended up uh, beating a, a Death Guard army. And then I actually went up against the second the guy who took second place with his tyranids and he just had um i had board control the entire game and it just stood up to the fact that he just had so many big models that i just could not do anything about before they killed me because you know i had the glass cannon where i had a drazar and some incubi going and i deleted 30 plus of the little what are what are the units called the little tyrannid guys the uh little, ripper swarms yeah little yeah. ripper guys like i killed 30 of those in one turn um from drazar and the incubi but i just couldn't keep my damage output high enough to kill him before he killed me and that's kind of what ended the game that was a really close one and then i ended up going against hank's um monster mash list again his dice did not do him any favors during that game either i think um, i actually asked him i was like do you want to go buy some new dice like really quick <laughs> like yeah. i'll wait yeah. and i think he ended up winning by like i think five points or, or i think it was even less than that maybe it was two um i have to look at our score yeah it looks like he put up 43 points you played him in the last round yeah yeah he scored 43 points so yeah um yeah he beat you by two points man yeah. he beat me by was, two points that's close so so, uh, but yeah, I mean, Drakari, they're, they're not in a good place right now. Um, they just need a little bit to, to get them uh, into that little bump of just get them a little over the hump of, of being competitive again. Their, their points hikes are really kind of making it hard right now. But uh, still a fun time. I had a great game, and uh, I had a great tournament. I think I took 11th in that one. You took 11th in that one. Right. So, I mean, not all, not all bad. Not bottom table, but not great either which is pretty much what i expected to be for drakari 
So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, let's go into uh, hobby progress real quick. What have you guys been working on? So right now I'm in a weird spot. Right, good job, George. So well, I'm in a weird spot right now where I'm kind of wanting to get back with on the path of my Admech stuff. And I've done a little bit of like trying to prime stuff and get stuff staged to paint, but I just don't know what to buy and build next because I can't find any of the models I need. Right. Like the, uh, you know, we were talking about the other day, I really want some electro priests and preferable and some drills. Um, I want the Electro Priest before I get the drills. Can't get the Electro Priest anywhere. Um, so actually one of the things I've kind of transitioned to is building some uh, backlog of Marvel Prices Protocol. Mm, so because we got to play that. Yeah, we do. We do. And that's actually kind of what motivated because like I had Ghost Rider and Kingpin and uh, Punisher and Taskmaster. I have, a, I have a whole bunch of more street-level New York City characters to build. Um, so I just I made a dent in some of that. Um, and then I just got a notification literally yesterday that uh, I'm about to get a bunch of X-Men characters. So, oh, cool. Yeah, definitely yeah. awesome. So cool. I'm excited to play that. Definitely. definitely. Um, go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Um, my drawer of shame continues to grow. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember exactly where we checked in at last. I, I think I had done more tiering and a couple of Plague Marines right. on the last one. Yeah, so he's still done. Um uh, put together a couple more uh, death card bodies and primed them up and got some dry brushing done, uh, but haven't completed them. They've been sitting on my uh, living room table for like a week now, and I'm sure that my wife is going to serve me divorce papers anytime now. But um, yeah, so that's good. Um, but uh, so I actually picked up a um, one of the Chaos Knights from a guy named, well, from Hank, actually. Right. Uh, was that last week or something like that? Yeah, and so he showed me and kind of introduced me to the quote grim dark style of painting which is like really like kind of grimy and grungy right. looking um and so i'm gonna do that with the knights and so you know i got that night and then i also received um an order of a uh, forge world kits i had gotten uh, a little while ago the um war dog moiraxes mm -hmm. that have like uh grab guns on them and so i've got those all assembled and base coated and I actually need to go get mineral spirits after this to start um, doing the actual griming on them. Um, and that includes uh, stripping down, priming, and uh, rebasing the, uh, what's that son of a bitch called? The um, Serastus? Is that what it is? Yeah. No, no Castigator. Ah. The Castigator that I have. Um, and I'm doing like a, a really dark blue and like cream color on them that's actually really cool looking. Um, but yeah, I'm going to make it look like shit. So with the uh, grim dark style, so it'll be great. But I'm actually like really excited for how this is gonna turn out. It's a really like weathered kind of neat look, and um, yeah. So I've got pretty much all but one of the knights um, painted up and ready for the uh, actual griming. And hopefully, have that done by the next time we talk. That is, I, I am going to take. Um, I don't think we covered this earlier, but uh, I'm gonna be toing a tournament in two weeks here in Jacksonville, and I'm going to take Chaos Knights as the ringer list. To that um, just in case we have an odd number i don't want to like have to be lame and give people like a buy or something like that so give them a chance to score some points yeah i mean you, <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's going to be a mean list like especially if i toss it against like some people but and no one here but like I, I don't know what else to do like i guess just not stand on objectives yeah just, just, don't stand <laughs> just not st oh no i forgot all these special rules <laughs> yeah i forgot all my rules and i didn't bring my codex 
Um, cool. Uh, I'll bring the codex. So, yeah, it's been a little while. This is kind of a catch-up episode for us. But, yeah. Uh, I got 1,000 points of Drakari done. So nice. I did all of that for the tournament that we went to at Borderlands. Uh, it's in my army cases. Oh, okay. Um, say, like, Mike, none of these models are painted. What are yeah, you? no. Um, I did uh, base-coded all of my 2,000 points of Necrons. So I've got 2,000 points of Necrons base-coded in Lead Belcher, except for my Command Barge and my um, Doomsday Arc. What the Doomsday. fuck, man? Because you can build, like, three different things from each model. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I got that. I'm planning to base-coat that, get everything ready for... Uh, Albany GT next week get that done um, yeah so that's kind of been my hobby progress just trying to like chug along through it and then once you know Jakari releases their codex then I'll probably flip over to Jakari and get all that done uh, but yeah. so sometimes late like late next year is when you're expecting to honestly with, <laughs> yeah. With this, yeah I would say honestly with the pace that they seem to be doing them like with us getting two a month like Maybe halfway through next year, we'll yeah, probably have every, probably. everybody will have a book, depending on how consolidated they make chaos. That's but that's the big question mark. Think yeah. how long ago six months was, George. I, I don't want to think and about then that. Do that in the future. <laughs> no, there, we already covered. Time has no meaning. That's, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> they're all coming out tomorrow. All of the books will be out by tomorrow. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Cool. Did we do it? Yeah. Do we have something else? No, I mean it's just it is Halloween, so I wanted to ask you guys one story Fuck. real quick you gotta have to you have to answer the question so it is halloween let's talk about something incredibly scary and that is the unwashed member Math. of the gaming community what would be the scariest worst thing to happen just like say you die and you go to hell what does that your tracks. what yeah. does your what does your local scene look like in hell <laughs> like what does your local scene look like in hell um so the first thing is every gamer there no matter what age they are refuses to play with any of the newer editions of the rules it's all stuff from like the early 90s <laughs> only right um and the tables that you have to play on are like old and taped together mostly made out of cardboard while the magic players off to the side have these really nice like plush tables but it's magic player so i don't want to go over there <laughs> um and then for like the role-playing section of the, the said game store right. would just be overrun with all second edition D D books to go back to the theme of old game design that i've just moved past okay <laughs> that's pretty good that, that would that, that would be absolutely terrifying and then as for the actual players um they would just be the type of guys who like want to get into political arguments all the time oh, even whenever you agree with them they want to argue with you <laughs> yeah okay all right yeah i like i like george's last point bringing up shit that's not the game that we're playing mid-game <laughs> if we're not friends um yeah i don't know i almost immediately shouted jacksonville into the mic but then realized that that's where we're at and <laughs> so uh, what no, you're telling me is we are living in your personal hell yeah <laughs> i'm sorry it, it, it's not am that I, bad am yeah, i really dead no game. no this is no i'm just fucking around um yeah i think george hit it man um not having enough terrain to play with oh, that's, that's perfect uh, yeah planet bowling ball uh <laughs> players that are militant in not painting their models because 
I don't know what you, Ugh, I could go for a while on that, but um, let's say we're at the 55 minute mark. So I won't. Um, yeah, people that won't paint their models, not enough terrain. Um, and then, I don't know. They, those two, that's what we'll go with. I've got another thought in my head, but I don't know how to phrase it correctly. Okay. Uh, my personal hell would be uh, it's a store where it's about five degrees too hot, right? They don't sell drinks. Yeah. Right? Everybody there doesn't wear deodorant. Okay? And everybody is either a Death Corps of Krieg player Core. or a Space <laughs> Marines player. Or they correct you on pronunciation like Zach just dad. <laughs> and and this is this is the, the penultimate the penultimate. Ooh. None of them actually have the models. They're all proxies. Uh, <laughs> but not like, not like. Here's a third party company. No, proxy. I'm talking like. like here's like, a bottle cap. Like for... no, no, no. Like, like that guy that showed up to the store. Like, like he had like push pins through a piece of cardboard with a painted window on it, and it's like this is my uh, Quicksilver swords, um, endless spell. That that kind of proxying, like poor craftsmanship proxying, where you have no idea what the fuck it is unless they tell you. Like that, like and even it's like, then. like it's like a Lego guy holding like a machine gun, and it's like these are my Lego, uh, but they're Death Corps of Creed character, like core. Sorry, core. I apologize. Uh, Death Corps of Creed. <laughs> and Good. then this uh, this this Tonka truck right here is a uh, is a is a. Uh, I'd be okay. Rust. Yeah. See, and that's that's it. It has to be like well done because there are certain Tonka trucks that I would 100% be down with as like if an orc player brought them. Yeah, but, it, but had put but in time this, but in and this effort. Hell, yeah, there's it's, no. It's just a Tonka truck. It's probably still in the packaging because he wants to be able to return it after the game. Yeah, yeah. And then also while they, also they, going to play uh, going to play Gaslands with it immediately after. And then they also <laughs> only talk to you in Warhammer meme catchphrases. Oh fuck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that's that's the one. So uh, that's our uh, spooky segment. Put a loaded bolter usually helps. Oh, God. Instant cringe. Oh, oh my God. God, I just cringed in my chair. I, I thought about that on the way. <laughs> that's a personal problem. Like, hey, all right. I thought about that on the way down nice. and cringed driving. All right. Well, that's the end of our Halloween episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Spooky. Have a good one. All right. See, see you guys. Easy.